We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is May 12, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, man? I'm great. I am, I am great, Jonathan. Truly. Great. Luke, hmm. we did not plan this. People that are watching right. on YouTube right now, mm-hmm. we are both rocking Naruto shirts. That was completely sure. unplanned. Naruto, one of the greatest shows ever. Have you? I know you started to watch it, and then you like kind of got away from it, right? Yeah. Have you gotten yeah. back into it? Um, No. Not not yet. You need to. I just, it's I the off season. This is the time. This is the time of the year where you have time to do something like that. But 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 I, I'm moving in a month and yeah, I start true. a new job. So like right now, no. But yeah, that's true. I I could see like July ish. Right. That I could I could make my return back onto the scene for it for sure. Once once you get through Naruto, man. Like Naruto is such a great show, but it's so many freaking episodes. But then like if you're you know, you, you're still feeling the anime bug. You can get into, like, other anime that aren't as right. long, like Attack on Titans, like 87 episodes. Right now I'm watching Demon Slayer. The first season of that is, like, 26 episodes. But anyways, this is not an anime podcast. We're going to get into some voicemails in a bit here, some listener voicemails. So if you all ever want to be featured on a show like this or a voicemail episode or just a random episode, if you call 407-603-1189, you can leave us a voicemail to leave a question, hot take, tell us how stupid we are, whatever the case may be. You can call and do that at any time. Do not think that this is like your only opportunity to do that. But we have some major news. So for those of you that do not follow us on social media, we announced it today. What is today? Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we were contacted by the Magic uh, this past week, and we have just been given an insane opportunity to partner with the Orlando Magic and Michelob Ultra to make the watch party that we have been planning at Harry Buffalo. It is now basically going to be like the official six-man show Orlando Magic NBA Draft Lottery watch party at Harry Buffalo downtown Orlando. 
We're going to have all kinds of giveaways. I know the Magic are obviously putting some resources to make it even that much better of an event. We've talked to Harry Buffalo. They're basically going to give us the whole place, you know, for the night. Downstairs, downstairs, upstairs. (laughs) They're going to open the entire place up for us. Um, It's a huge moment for the podcast that we are, like, officially partnering with the Magic for something. It's, like, as cool as this event is, it's just really exciting about the potential of kind of starting that official relationship with the Magic. And the fact that they, like, reached out to us and and wanted to do this is like a major, major, major deal. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I early on, not even early on, up until recently, um, I was kind of like, I just, like like I said earlier, I'm packing, uh, you know, new job. I just don't know, like, I don't think I can, like, have the means to make this happen for me to be able to just come down for a quick couple days. And then they reached out, and I was like, fellas, if this happens, I'm going to have to. Like, I don't think I, I don't think I have a choice at that point. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when, when, when Jalen Suggs was there at five. That's what it was for me, right? Like he's there. We got to do it. We got to do it. And so I'm, I'm doing it. So I will be, uh, officially in town, uh, in Orlando and, uh, it'll be a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really can't say thank you enough to the magic organization. Um, cause they, I mean, for that they, we didn't prompt them right like they they decided that they you know liked what we were doing they probably saw what we did last year with the watch party and um said it was worth you know partnering and it, it's just incredibly grateful for sure yeah incredibly grateful it's like not to i'm not the kind of guy that likes to like toot my own horn and like pat myself on the back but it Do really it. no i'm not gonna not gonna look to my own horn but it's just a testament like you, you hear people say things all the time like you can do anything that you put your mind to, like blah, 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 blah. Like this just started with an idea that I had to start talking about the magic. And like later on, Luke comes into the picture and has like helped take the show to a new level. And then Kevin came into the picture and helped take the show even to another level. Mm-hmm. And it's just because like three guys, like plus, you know, Ryan and, and Tim and Ben that all contribute like kind of in different facets, just kind of the six man show brand are we calling this a brand now i I really don't even know but we're a brand we're a brand that's for sure it's just a testament to like we do this every single week we try our best and like regardless of the outcome we just we love the process like it's it's weird to say that but that's really what it comes down to we just we enjoy doing this we wouldn't do it every single week twice a week if we didn't yeah and like just incredibly grateful to everybody that has been listening to the podcast incredibly grateful to everybody that makes the show happen on a weekly basis. I feel like we just did this with episode 200 and I don't want to like make this like all about us kind of thing, but it's just like, man, like if you would have told me almost three and a half years ago that like we would have media access and we would have players on the podcast and the magic would reach out to us and want to partner with us for a, like a lottery watch party. I would have never thought that in my wildest dreams. So I'm just like so incredibly grateful. Like that is just the the word that keeps popping in my head. I'm just so grateful for the opportunity because it's really not us. Like it's like, I feel like we've done a good job of like, you know, forging relationships with people like within the yeah. organization and in the community the and foundation. stuff like that. But like, I just feel like lucky, honestly. Like it, there, I don't have any other word for it. Like I feel like grateful to God. Like I, you and I, you know, we've talked about our beliefs on the podcast, and that's ultimately what I believe is like the driving force in all the great things that have happened for us. So just like incredibly grateful. 
super excited. Whatever you guys, if you if you weren't really sure whether or not you're going to come to the watch party, like you have to come now. Like it's going to be a great time, especially if we get Nebraska. a high pick. Yeah, Luke is flying. For, I've I've had people like, oh, I wish you know, I I live like three hours away. I wish we could go. Like, <laughs> get on your bike, start pedaling, start walking, whatever it is that you need to do to get there. Like, especially if we end up with a high pick, I promise it is going to be a night that you never forget. I, I think regardless of the outcome, I think it will be yeah. a night that you never forget, especially just like if you're a diehard magic fan and you're not like, you don't really have a ton of opportunities to be around like diehard magic fans. There are not going to be casuals at this event. Like the draft lottery yeah. is not a casual event. It is for mm-hmm. diehards. The casuals come after we get the, the number one pick, right? So <laughs> this is an event yeah. for diehard fans. I promise you, it is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have trivia. We're going to have giveaways. It's just going to be a great time. So please, May 17th, next Tuesday, 7 o'clock p.m., downtown Orlando, Harry Buffalo. It is going to be a great time. Do not miss out. And again, just thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody that has supported the show from day one and continues to do so. We sound like mushy idiots at this point, but like we just love you guys, and we could not do this without you guys. It's so freaking exciting. All right, before we move on to some other things, we're going to talk some Orlando Magic news that we really haven't had uh, a chance to necessarily touch on, Um, but we would be remiss if we did not bring up the fact that, and Luke hates when I say remiss. I don't hate Uh, it. You do hate it. I just noticed that you say it a lot. I say it a lot because, you know, sometimes I forget to say things. I'm like, man, I would be remiss if I did not go back (laughs) and mention that. So I have to mention it. I would regret not mentioning mm-hmm. the people that help support the show every single week. Those are our patrons. And if you are uh, at all interested in helping financially support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We shout out all of our brand new patrons. We do like a special spotlight shout out for them. And then we also shout out every single one of our patrons on every episode. And that is what we are going to do now. Shout out court cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Matt Lyman, Eric Segovia, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Godefichot, Ryan Singh, and Blake Bickerstaff. You all are the real MVPs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, Luke, before we get to the voicemails, uh, there was a piece of Orlando Magic news that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, and for one reason or another, we just didn't really mention it on the show yet. We've had some guests on. So Jonathan Isaac, um, you know, there was a, basically an injury stipulation into his contract that if he did not play a certain amount of games, um, that the guaranteed money in his contract uh, would be impacted by that. And I think Bobby Marks was the first that reported on this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but due to Jonathan Isaac missing the entire 2021-22 season, uh, his salaries for 2023, for 2022-2023, 2023-2024, and 2024-2025 have now become partial or non-guaranteed. So if you remember, Jonathan Isaac signed a contract extension, which kicked in this year, which had an annual value of $17.4 million. And it wasn't decreasing. It wasn't front-loaded. It was $17.4 million in 2021, 2022, 22-23, 23-24, 24-25. Now, however... Um, he got a $17.4 million this year that, you know, he was, um, you know, guaranteed next season instead of 17.4, the magic will sell, uh, will save $1.4 million. He'll make $16 million next year, 2023, 2024, he'll make $7.4 million. So the magic will save $10 million. And then his, uh, contract in 2024, 2025 is no longer guaranteed. It is now non-guaranteed. So Luke, the magic were smart to put this into the contract. Uh, it, mm. it ends up working out well for the Magic. I'm sure the Magic much rather would have had a healthy Jonathan Isaac and just paid him what they originally had agreed to. But because of the uncertainty surrounding his future now, this is a good thing for the Magic. Again, this coming year, they're going to save $1.4 million on the contract. But then, again, going into the 2023-2024 season, $7.4 million guaranteed, and then 2024-2025 non-guaranteed, Luke. This puts the Magic in a pretty good position that if things don't turn out the way that we want them to with Jonathan Isaac this coming year, obviously we're talking about his health and his performance, um, the Magic have flexibility like coming pretty soon on that contract. Yeah, which will be huge if it comes to that, right? Like if, if the magic end up having to, um, you know, not having to exercise that guaranteed money that was initially in place. I mean, it, it's and it, it's it's huge. It's obviously why it was a stipulation. It was to kind of to hedge the bet written in that, you know, into that contract. I, I'm I'm sure that the magic are are somewhat relieved that, that that's the case. But like you said, would much rather have preferred that Jonathan Isaac, you know, it was still kept that contract in place just because it would mean he played some games this year. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's a, uh, it's what it is, but it's a, it's a good move for the, for the magic. So I think what it, what it raises the question is that there is a potential again, if, if we're hoping and we're expecting, you know, Jonathan Isaac to be ready opening night and, and ready to go. And hopefully he's the same player like that is what we want more than anything. However, if that is not the case, Unfortunately, if that is not the case, um, the Magic 
really are in a good position to where, like, let's say it doesn't work out this year and you bring in a guy, whether that be Chet or Paolo or Jabari, one of these forwards that we've talked about, and all of a sudden you don't really think that Jonathan Isaac still fits into the long-term plans for the team, that allows the Magic really to move that contract much, much easier um, if they did not have these provisions built into the contract. Because at that point, 2024-2025 is non-guaranteed. After next season, he's basically going to have one year left on the contract at $7.4 million. And that makes it much easier to move at that point. So I think the the biggest strength, I think most of us would agree that the biggest strength of this front office has been the way that they've stru- uh, structured contracts. If we look at Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, Wendell Carter now, Jonathan Isaac, like the way that they've done this, I think that has been their biggest strength. Obviously, you know, we can talk about their track record in terms of evaluating talent and and drafting, whatever the case may be. I do think that's been pretty good, but this has really been a real strength for them is the way that they've structured these. I don't know why I can't say the word structured, structured these contracts and protected themselves in the future. Luke, I think there is a real possibility, although I don't think it's likely. I think there is a possibility that this could be Jonathan Isaac's last season playing for the magic yeah yeah i it's crazy and it and it i think this is just one of those things that kind of flies under the radar like this this sort of thing um i think if we don't talk about it people don't really look into it too much right they just see it and they're just like guaranteed money is guaranteed money and they don't really think about the you know how that really plays into it so um yeah i i I, it's uh it's huge. I mean, the implications are are very, very big. Yeah, I'm looking at Track, and, you know, I, I don't pretend to be any kind of cap expert, but it looks like the cap hit is still $17.4 million um, mm-hmm. each year. When you hover over it, it shows, you know, partially guaranteed, partially guaranteed, mm-hmm. non-guaranteed. So maybe that just hasn't updated because we haven't changed, like, the calendar year uh, to 2022, yeah. 2023, the NBA calendar yet. But, yeah, it's it's pretty big implications. I would. I'm gonna go out on a limb and just say, uh, Jonathan Isaac is gonna come back and just be ready to go, and we won't have to worry about Jonathan not being in a Magic uniform. You know, in the next you know 12 to 16 months, whatever the case may be, um, we're just gonna hope that he's gonna come back, be ready to go. But definitely felt like we had to mention this because uh, you know it potentially could be a very big deal in the future. All right, Luke, let's go ahead. We're going to get into some voicemails. We've been talking about this for a few weeks now. We wanted to do like a voicemail episode. And again, if you want to be featured on an episode like this, you want to call with your take or question, you can call 407-603-1189. So we've got about six voicemails. We're going to go through uh, the various voicemails here and just kind of work our way through them. We're going to start with one of my favorites just because you'll hear it's a pretty funny encounter. We're going to start with Brandon from Philly. You know who it is. It's Brandon again. I have a question. I just thought of listening to some podcasts on the land of magic. Question is, or rather it's probably, you know what? I'm just going to do another voicemail. You just delete this one or, or edit no. it. Okay, let's start over. Ready? My question is for y'all. What kind of trade packages could we pair with Terrence Ross for an asset we would like? Or what could we trade 
for Terrence Ross or let, yeah, let me just call you back and delete. Just delete this message. Just delete it. I'm sorry, Brandon from Philly. I it was just really funny, and I know you wanted us to delete that, but I I just I, I couldn't. I just felt Nothing like safe. It was gonna bring value, comedic value to the podcast. So we'll go ahead. Now we're gonna play part two of that. But uh, shout out to Brandon. Hope you're a, a good sport about this. We're gonna pretend that last voicemail didn't didn't happen. No, we're not. My name is Brandon from Philly, Orlando Magic fan. I have a question. What could we package with Terrence Ross to to get an asset to complete our team for a playoff run? Or who could we get with just Terrence Ross as a trade asset? Thank you, y'all. Appreciate you. Much love. Peace. Luke, you want to take this one first? Basically, yeah, the question you, was, what could we, what can we get for Terrence Ross? Here's what would happen. Okay. Here, here's what happens. Terrence Ross. Uh, so let's say Terrence really wants to go to the Lake Show. Okay. Here's what, what the Lake Show is going to do. They're going to go to the local grocery store. They're going to get an uh, oatmeal raisin cookie. And they're going to say, here you go. And the magic are going to say, Great, I've been craving an oatmeal raisin cookie, and they're going to eat that cookie, and Terrence Ross is going to be wearing uh, the Lakers uniform next year. So that's what you think is going to happen? You think he ends up with the Lakers? No, I'm just saying, if Terrence wants to go somewhere to win a championship, which has clearly been like what he's voiced, we're, we're, we're screwed of any value in Terrence Ross at this point. Like he, he already didn't have much value because his year this year was awful. And then he went on and said publicly, I'm not going to be with the Magic next year because I want to go chase a ring. So Terrence Ross is not going to be in any type of package unless it's... No, he's just not going to be in a package unless it is just like an oatmeal raisin cookie, not even chocolate chip. Well, so I would I would disagree. I don't think that his comments really affected the trade value like just because I don't think it could have, one, got much worse. Like, I... I I, I do think he has some value on a contender, but I don't think contenders are going to be like, oh, Terrence Ross is the missing piece for us. We need to go out and get Terrence, and, and, and then we'll be able to win a championship. I think if you're looking for like a little bit more shooting, you know, maybe you lose a guy to free agency and you need to bring in another shooter, then you start talking about a deal for a guy like Terrence Ross, and you talk yourself into the fact that in a different role, he can still be pretty valuable you know, off the bench as a shooter. And I, still, I think that's true. I, I don't think... Terrence is is you know washed you know by any means in the right role. I do still think he can be a valuable three point shooter off of I, the bench. I just don't know. I don't know what is is his role and what is his age or whatever. Like I don't know what it is. His, his the physical guy's, condition. Like he's got I, bounce. We we I know, know he's he got still bounce, has bounce. But he's he, not he's washed. Lost, he's lost something. Twenty nine percent from will three. will to live is what he <laughs> lost this year. <laughs> to, 29 right but but still Jonathan 29% on four attempts a game last year almost six attempts 33%. Like he hasn't shot 38% since 2018. We so, talked about uh, his body language all season. It was very obvious that he did not love being here this season. He did course, not love losing season, but, and being the you know eighth yes. ninth guy off the bench at some points. Even last year though, he shoots 33%, like almost 34. Like it, he's not he's not incredible he's streaky and his role and also think, changed though teams were able to focus in on on terrence ross like at a lot of points last year it was just terrence and and, and vooch and evan out there 
Yeah, I mean, I think he can absolutely get like league average 35, 36, 36 and a half percent. I just don't think that he's going to be like a 40 percent three point no. shooter, even if he's not of main focus. I just don't think that he like he's not going to give you. I don't know, man. I just don't think he's giving you much. And it's not always like what you are tangibly giving. It's like the perception that Terrence is still a shooter. Like Terrence touches the ball. He still creates a lot of gravity, especially on a bad team like the Magic when you don't have to worry about a ton of guys, especially in the second unit. It's like mm-hmm. we have to stop Terrence Ross and we win these bench minutes like easily. And especially the beginning of the season when he was getting more minutes in that role, that was totally apparent. Like you just laser focus on Terrence Ross in the second unit. The Magic's bench unit can't do anything else. So I think you put him on a good team where there are other pieces to worry about and he gets a little bit more airspace and he's more motivated playing on a contender, playing on a good team. I think we could see him get back to like, you know, 37, maybe 38%. I'm by no means am I saying he's going to turn into like, you know, a Kyle Korver kind of guy off the bench or anything I, like that. I think I think he has to be in the starting unit to be effective, especially like in the postseason. To, because for them to not have to worry about you look at the Bucks, Jonathan. The Bucks right now off the bench, they're they're playing an eight man rotation most of the time. Off the bench is Bobby Portis, uh Pat Connaughton, um, George Hill tonight playing thirteen minutes. Like those are the only guys that would come off the bench. So like You don't you think bring, he's better than George Hill? That's my problem. I think he is better. Yeah. So that they can just focus him. But those guys come those off of the years. bench and they're still playing a lot of minutes with Drew Holiday and that's and what I'm Giannis saying. He's Brooke got Lopez. to be. He has to be playing like with majority starters for well, him yeah, to really contender, start to light it up. That's how it works. On on a contender, the best players play you know 35 minutes a game. It's not like you know the Magic where it's it's crazy if a guy's playing over 30. Mm-hmm. You know I, I'm right there with you. For him to get like to be the best like version of himself again, I used to say this about Eli Manning towards the end of his career for Eli Manning to be an effective quarterback. He needed great receivers and needed a perfect offensive line to give him enough time in the pocket. Some guys just need a perfect situation in order to be a valuable asset. I do think at this point in his career, Terrence Ross is one of those guys, but I don't think it's impossible. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's not impossible. I just don't think the value's there. I don't right. think you're getting much for him. Well, so let me t- let me talk about this. So I-, I went through the trade machine. I went through all other 29 teams. First of all, it's just very difficult for the contracts to match up for Terrence. You know, only making $13.5 million next year. But when you just start going through the league, it's just not many deals that you think, yeah, we can definitely make that happen, especially in like a one-for-one. The one that I did come across was the New York Knicks. And my proposed trade, Luke, and you can let me know what you think about this, is Terrence Ross straight up for Nerlens Noel, who has two years left on his contract. I think he makes, I'm going to pull this up again just to make sure. I think he makes $11.5 million, $9.2 million. So, oh, Terrence, excuse me, $11.5 million, not $13.5. So let, let me just throw this in the trade here really quickly. Just want to make sure the money uh, works out. I believe it does, but I just want to make sure we are not going to have any issues, and it's a success. So the New York Knicks this year, they were the 11th ranked team in the league in terms of defensive rating. They were 23rd in offensive rating. So they're losing a little defense to get a little bit more offense in Terrence Ross, especially if the Magic are not going to re-sign Mo Bamba. Nerlens Noel becomes your backup center. I'm good with that. You could do much worse 
in terms of a backup center than Nerlens Noel. Why are you making that face? Bro. I know you don't love the idea, but we're talking about trading Terrence Ross, who you <laughs> already said we are getting nothing for. So if just... the listener specifically asked what player we could get for Terrence Ross. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's probably the best that you're going to do. And I don't think it's the worst thing ever for the Magic. He's so bad. Um, He's not that bad. Dude, he hasn't... He doesn't do anything but block okay, because shots. He, because he at one point was projected to be the number one overall pick, yes, he doesn't do anything but block shots. Do you think he is a better one-on-one defender than Mo Bamba? Yeah. Yeah. What does Mo Bamba do? Block shots. Knocks I, down I some threes. You lose a little bit of three-point shooting going from you know Mo Bamba to Netherlands Noel, but if Mo Bamba does not want to be here and you don't have a choice... You could do much worse in terms of your backup center than Nerlens Noel, in my opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. And you're not going to get a player much better. I'm not saying this is a steal for the Magic. The Magic (laughs) need to make this deal tomorrow. I am not saying that. The Magic, fleece the Knicks. We are specifically asking the question, what can you get for Terrence Ross? And that is what I think you can get for Terrence Ross, that if Mo Bamba is not here, it makes sense for the Magic. I'd rather just explore free agency. And that's a vi- that's a viable question, but that that was not the question we were asked. I I know this guy just hasn't played over twenty two minutes in like six years of his career, and he averages like three and four with one he assist and one turnover. He is a career backup. He is a He's career a backup. Career yes. trash can. Wow. Um, and- I cannot <laughs> wait for Nerlens Noel to get traded to the Magic, and Luke has to give his take on what happens. All right, let's let's move on. This one is a a, a question specifically. For Luke Sylvia. Hey, Six Man Show. Uh, Ball by Basie calling in from Ohio. Listening to the guard grades and had a question for Luke. Uh, you know, being lower a little bit, you know, kind of projection wise on most of the guards other than Markel. Wanted to get kind of his thoughts on Jaden Ivey, you know, hearing him not being as hot on Jalen Suggs as maybe other Magic fans, seeing if maybe he thinks Ivey is a better fit going forward next to Markel as the starter. Love you guys. Thanks. Love you too. First of all, love you too. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. I'm not the highest on on Suggs. I I still don't. I still don't think he becomes like a star at at, at some point. I I'm just not high on him, as he said. But when it comes to Jaden Ivey, um, he's quick. He's fast. He thrives in transition. But but I think it's I have some questions in terms of like half court when it comes to Jaden Ivey. Um, but there was the, you know he did improve greatly in his three point shooting um, during his two years in college, right? I mean, freshman year, twenty five percent on four attempts a game. Set hit last year uh, with a bigger role too, um, five attempts a game, thirty five point eight percent from three. So he's a solid three point shooter. At least from what we can tell, he, like I said, he's quick. He can get into some problems. He averaged like three assists and two point six turnovers. Um, I, I, I would worry about turnovers probably early on for him. Um, just learning the game. Uh, I don't know, man. Because then you start to think like, you know, is he is he a, is he better than Cole Anthony? Would you take him over Cole Anthony? And I guess I want to ask you, Jonathan, do you? Have you done enough deep dive on Jaden Ivey to know, like, would you prefer him 
and his development over Cole Anthony and what we've seen so far and his ceiling? Yeah, that's a that's a tough question for me. I think with Jaden Ivey, if we end up in like the five to six range, I'm, I'm definitely more intrigued in that conversation. Like we end up in the top three, I, I don't see it happening. And I know we have a question about this and we'll, we'll have a, a more lengthy conversation on this prospect in a moment. Yeah. But Shaden Sharp has definitely become the more intriguing pick if we're going to go with a guard, especially mm-hmm. if we end up in like the three to five range. I think he's a realistic option. Um, Jaden, again, five six. I, I wouldn't hate the pick there. Um, I I don't know. He is a, a bigger guard than Cole. They're both very explosive, but Jaden Ivy is like very special explosive. Like we're talking about like John Morant, John Wall type of explosiveness. The three point shooting, I, I'm not entirely sold on just because it was such a massive jump from the yeah. first to second year. And I know there's this stigma around. Uh, you know, guys that don't come out of college after the first year, you know, you had two years at Purdue, but you know, he made some big shots, you know, in, in the tournament games for, for Purdue. Um, I just, I don't know. I would, I would really have to, and I am waiting until where we know we're picking to get really deep into all the draft prospects. So I haven't had the opportunity to do that just yet. I don't know that I'm ready to say I would take Jaden Ivey over Cole. And we're not saying that that is necessarily even the question that we're asking if you take Jaden Ivey. But since Luke asked me the question, I'm just going to cop out and say, I, I really don't know right now. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that it really, uh, I think it boils down to there's other people in the draft. I would want more, yeah. i.e. Shaden Sharp. So is that the Shane one Sharp, Paolo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Jr. You mm-hmm. might even talk me into Matherin. I, I really don't know. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out where we pick in just about a week. So, uh, yep. but thanks for calling in. Uh, thank you for the question. Yo yo yo! It's your boy Franz Godis for show, aka Jimmy Buckets, hailing from Palm Harbor. We ain't from here, but we're hailing from here right now. You know what I mean? Um, this voicemail is very important um, that we discuss this, and um, I just want to discuss the fact that shout out Maurice Harkless. Shout out Maurice Harkless. First of all, you can always count on Jimmy Buckets calling in with a solid voicemail. Really, really mm-hmm. appreciate your support and appreciate you calling in. Uh, yeah, shout out Maurice Harkless. I mean, who doesn't? Who didn't love Maurice Harkless at one point or another? It's true. You know what I mean? It's true. Shout out, shout out that boy Mo. Shout out. Thank you for uh, for calling in, Jimmy. All right, let's go to Eric in Vegas. What's up? This is Eric in Vegas. I just want to say that. The luckiest take I can make is that Shaden Sharp is drafted by the Magic. He's the best fit, in my opinion, for the Magic. And that's just the ultimate mic drop, Eric in Vegas. He's just like I think that Shaden Sharp is the best fit for the Magic, and and hang nothing. Up. He just no, he he just dropped his phone. He's like I'm not even gonna finish my uh, my sentence there. But thank you for calling in, Eric. And yeah, we alluded to this a second ago. We want to talk about Shaden Sharp. Just the more and more that I see about this kid, the more excited that I'm going to get. Like, John Calipari, obviously, like, I don't think he's a great coach. He is a phenomenal, like, all-time recruiter. Like, there is, like, Nick Saban is an all-time great recruiter and coach. Calipari, to me, isn't that great of a coach, but is a phenomenal recruiter. He knows talent. He's seen plenty of NBA talent walk through the door. He says, Shaden Sharp did not play this year at Kentucky because... They were concerned with the NCAA like over eligibility stuff, and they didn't want to play the game the whole year. Like, is he playing? Is he not playing? Blah blah blah. 
So pretty early on in the season, they just said Shaden Sharp is going to be out for the entire season. Calipari has said, if Shaden Sharp comes back and plays at Kentucky next year, he would, without a doubt, be the number one pick in next year's draft. That is a draft that features Victor Webinyama, who for like the last four years has been projected to be the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. So maybe Calipari forgot that for a split second. I really don't know. But to say that about Shaden Sharp is a big deal. And then just kind of like the tape that we've seen on him. Like you haven't don't really have a lot of tape on him outside of high school. And it's now been like a, a year and a half since he played high school basketball. But just the more and more tape that comes out on him, like Jonathan Gavoni uh, was at like one of his workouts and was like, this guy, his skill set could be the number one pick in the draft. Very explosive athlete, dynamic scorer, great shooter. Just the more and more that we're talking about him, I I don't know. I think there's going to be some conversation as we get closer to the draft that some people have Shaden Sharp as the number one prospect in the draft. If if you are worried, Jonathan, as a, in general, not not you specifically, if you are worried about uh, Chet Holmgren being a risk, you you can multiply that by probably like five to ten. That worry that you should have about him about about Sharp, I, I think he by far because of the the incredibly weird scenario, he has the biggest difference between floor and ceiling. Yeah. Because that's you fair. just, you just don't know. Like it, you have, you just don't know. It is a huge gamble, but what I will say, I would trust the magic front office if they decide to take him solely for the fact of what they've shown us. Right. They there clearly is, know how to scout. There is zero possibility. The magic would take shade and sharp that high without getting him in Orlando and working him out. Yeah. I mean, obviously, zero and chance. Like, yeah, and so with him, man, it is it's tough. I think he's I think he would quickly become if he is who I think he is. I think he quickly becomes the best perimeter player for the Magic. Um uh, th- he's a stud. But it is very hard to know because he played in high school and on the uh EYBL circuit but no like nowhere else. And just to kind of give you an idea, like the in the circuit, the EYBL, you know, essentially high school, you know, whatever circuit, 22.6 points a game, almost three assists, almost one steal, 47.9 from the field, 36.4% from three and 63% from the free throw line. Um, and essentially what you can see from him is that he's just he's six, six. They've got him listed at 200 everywhere that I look. He's got a great, yeah. Essentially, his mechanics um, are great, from what I can tell, from what I've read, from what I've seen. He's got the makings of a, a a great NBA player. It's just like I'm very, I have so many question marks. I think it's going to keep him from going top three in this draft, but I would not be surprised if we look back, even if we look forward, like even to like a year from now, and we're like. Sharp was by far and away the best player in this draft. Because right now, Jonathan, I am not convinced that any of these guys are going to single-handedly change the trajectory of your franchise on their own. Like, they're not a guy where, like, if your team is awful and you have no young pieces, nothing, this guy is not the LeBron James, Yeah. right? I don't even think that there is a guy in this draft, unless it is Shaden Sharp, that is a Cade Cunningham. 
So, and Kid Cunningham's not like single. Oh, you mean just franchise. one of the most complete draft prospects that some you know talent evaluators have ever seen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's none of those in this draft. Okay, no, gotcha. No, no. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> y'all saw Detroit sucked this year. So yeah. my point, he K didn't come in. This team didn't elevate to high high levels. Don't get me wrong; they were better with him on the court, no doubt. Yeah. But all that to say. I don't see anybody in this draft except for maybe Shaden Sharp, just because there's so many question marks that I would be. No, confident. Chet is. If Chet is healthy, he is. It, but there are still, yes, but there are still also question marks for him. Yeah. I, I can see him getting there, obviously. Um, I think for me, in terms of who can blow the roof off of this draft class, it's 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 Shaden Sharp and it's Chet Holmgren. I don't know how much how much weight that you, you want to put in this. I'm not putting much weight in it, but I've had limited interactions with Kentucky fans, like talking about Shaden Sharp on Twitter, and oh, allegedly, I'm doing the air quotes here. He mm-hmm. like would dominate in the Kentucky practices, like dominate. We love to hear it. Yeah, so we really do. I mean, take it with I'll a take- grain of salt, but and and I don't even have a source. I just I have hearsay of that. From like yeah. you know KU fan 1987 on you know, <laughs> Twitter stuff like that. But yeah, you oh yeah that's Kansas. Hey, my bad. Oh they'll yeah, be pissed when they hear those. that. How damn those. dare you? <laughs> Rock chalk baby. You know whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shane and Sharp definitely interesting. Uh, I do think there's a, a a chance that he works out for because again, like we've said, there's not a clear cut number one guy in this draft. I do think there's an opportunity that. You know, a, a team ends up in the top four, bring Shaden Sharp in like for a workout, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're we're listening to Kevin O'Connor on the mismatch say, "Yo, you know, Shaden Sharp is moving up a lot of GMs, a lot of executive draft boards. You know, there's talk about him being in the mix in the top three or whatever. That would not surprise me at all. But if he's like the fifth or the sixth pick in this draft, that would not surprise me either. Yeah, I think he's just got a lot of question marks, but I yeah. think that he might be worth it. We gonna see. All right, let's get to our last. Uh, we're going to go to Carson. Jonathan Lube, what's up, guys? It's Carson from uh, Huntsville. Been listening since day one. Obviously a huge fan. Uh, I was listening to the uh, Orlando Magic Daily uh, Mock Draft Friday, Mock Draft Friday number three, and I wanted to present the question of uh, the Magic have never really been big on going after their guy, maybe, or, like making trades in the draft. And I wonder what your guys' opinion is if, what if Golden State or somebody had taken Franz for us at the eighth pick? Do you or do you not think that he would have done everything in his power to get Franz? So just a little thought I had. But uh, anyway, go Magic. Love the show. Keep doing what y'all are doing. Uh, we'll continue to listen every week. And God be with us, May 17th, man. God be with us. But go Magic. You have a great Mother's Day. All right, so first of all, shout out Carson. Sorry that we're getting to this a little bit, uh, you know, late. Hope everybody had a a great Mother's Day. Love Carson, longtime supporter. That is my guy. Thank you so much for calling in. So he wants to know: Would the Magic, what would they have done, like if if the Warriors said they were going to draft, you know, Franz Wagner at seven? I don't think the Magic end up with Franz Wagner. If the Warriors take Franz Wagner at seven. The Magic draft Jonathan Kaminga at eight because yep. if Franz Wagner was truly their guy and they were going to do whatever they could to get him, 
they would have taken him at five. Yeah. Like at that point, you're really just rolling the dice that your guy is still going to be there at eight. And although, you know, it seems like they had some pretty good intel and there was a secret workout with the magic that they didn't know about. And, you know, our buddy from Bleacher Report, Jake Fisher, you know, alluded at one point that there was a team in the eight to 10 range that had promised Franz Wagner they would draft him if he was there. And he said it was not the king. So that leaves it either to the Pelicans or the magic. And it looks like it was the magic. John Hammond, uh, I went on the radio shortly after the draft and said, Franz Wagner was going to be the pick at eight, no matter who the magic took at five, no matter who was there available at eight, Franz Wagner was going to be the pick. So there's a lot of kind of like just kind of conflicting evidence there. Like if you really thought this guy was going to be this, then you take him at five. But apparently there was a promise and, you know, John Hammond's comments said they were going to take Franz Wagner at eight, no matter what. But Luke, I feel like if the Warriors threatened to take Franz Wagner at seven, yeah. then the Magic just draft Jonathan Kuminga. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, and obviously it's, you know, dumb to get hung up at this point, but like, I, the big thing is the, you know, the, the entire, like, if, if he's there at eight, we'll take you. It wasn't like, like, there's not much room between five and eight, like we've alluded to at this point. So, I don't think there's, I don't, I don't think so. I think the magic just, like you said, they grab Kuminga, they go on their way, and they're, they're happy with either guy. And I mean, I still think Kuminga is going to be very good. Um, is he going to be better than Franz? I don't know. I still think that's a real possibility. They didn't get the same shake this year. I mean, Franz was playing 30 minutes yeah. while Jonathan Kuminga was playing like 16. He was begging Steve, Steve Kerr for minutes. Like, bro, like, yeah. wh- like, what do I have to do? You know? Mm. So, but uh, but yeah, uh, Luke, I think that is going to do it. That was the last question that we had. Uh, was there anything that we didn't get to, anything that we wanted to mention or touch on before we wrap up here? No, I will uh, not be on next episode. So the next time you guys hear my voice will either be uh, recapping lottery night or if you are at the Harry Buffalo, would love to talk to you. You'll hear my voice then. Yeah, don't be shy. Like, come up and say what's up to us. Like, please. Hug like, me. There you go. Just, um, just hug me. I'll probably do like the dap hug, like yo, what up, bro? Like you know, and like <laughs> kind of lean in for the hug. But Luke is just like he he wants oh, we're the gonna, he wants we're gonna, full on embrace. We're gonna we're gonna embrace for sure. Right. So don't even just you can do that, and then I'll look at you funny and be like, bro, you told me on the show, and I'll be like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Luke has like talked about setting up a kissing booth in the past. Like I don't Whoa. know, like you know, hey, that listen, like I COVID isn't the all the way was, gone. Like I think I we should just, the we should be we should just kind of like chill with that a little bit. So uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, seriously, come up, say what's up to us. We, we would love to meet you guys and, and, and love to talk about the Magic. And hopefully we are celebrating long into the evening, celebrating a, a, a top pick in the draft. Uh, we're also going to be streaming the lottery party for anyone that's not able to make it. We're going to be streaming it on YouTube. So be sure to look out for that. We'll start the stream, and then, you know, we'll send out the link. So if you, you know, follow us on Facebook or, or Twitter um, or even on, like, Instagram, we're going to send out all the links. So, if you want to watch the live stream of the the lottery party with us, just look out for those links. Um, and we'll probably start that not too long before the the lottery starts. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, keep the the eye out for that. Again, 
We're going to have awesome trivia. We're going to have some, you know, some giveaways. We're giving away a free signed Franz Wagner jersey. So if you are there in attendance, it is only going to be for those that are in attendance. I've had some people ask me, like, oh, can you ship it to South Africa? Like, <laughs> no. Like, if you show up in person, you will be able to get a little raffle ticket for free. But it's just the way that we're going to use it to do the giveaway. Um, but, yeah, we're giving that away and some other stuff. So some stickers and some cool stuff like that. So make sure you guys come out again May 17th, 7 o'clock, downtown Orlando at Harry Buffalo. It is now the official Orlando Magic six-man show uh, draft lottery watch party. It is going to be sponsored by Michelob Ultra. So, again, please make sure that you guys come out. Again, I'm going to give you the address here. It's Harry Buffalo. It is 129 West Church Street, Orlando, Florida, Tuesday, May 17th at 7 o'clock p.m. Be there or be dead to us. Simple as that. It's a big place. We got room for everybody. So make sure you guys come out. It's going to be a fun time. Go Magic. Right, Luke? Yeah, go Magic, baby. All right. Well, for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!